0: Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us and making us a part of your Lenten experience. Over the course of the next few weeks, we will be examining Jesus Christ, the perfect lamb offered as a sacrifice for our redemption. We invite you to join us this season through our Lenten study journal and in our Wednesday and Sunday gatherings. You can find more information on our website at ccgf.org. Here is the message from this past Wednesday. Grace and peace to you. So I'm Kim Mussolini, and I have to tell you, it's really, really nice to see all your faces, but all of those faces also kind of... (sighs) (laughs) Um, I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, And there is a reason you guys are here tonight, because there is something that God wants to say to you. Um, And so I'm praying you will keep your hearts and your minds open to his prompting. So I will tell you a little bit about myself. Um, We have been, me and my family have been coming to Christ Church for about 10 years now. I have an amazing husband of 28 years, and yes, he is a saint for that. I have uh, three crazy kids that are also actually truly great humans, and I'm thankful for God's intervention with my parenting, because that wouldn't happen without his help. Um, so I do get to serve God and this church in three, uh, three capacities. Uh, I'm a small group leader for the high school ministry, which is kind of a really cool gig uh, to hang out with teenagers, and um, Jeremiah actually lets me have um, some really fun walk-up music when it's my turn to do the, <laughs> the messages. <laughs> uh, I recently joined the creative team in Kidsmen, and um, I get to use some of my design skills to help change the sets, and lastly... Uh, I don't want to be, you know, have favorites, you're not supposed to have favorites, but uh, I get to lead some of the coolest women um, at this church in my small group, and uh, we're actually really more like a small girl gang. I'm going to not lie about that one either, and if I'm honest, you don't, you really shouldn't put us together um, at any kind of serious function, because we will probably get kicked out, (laughs) I'm sure you can tell that I'm a little bit nervous. Um, so just give me a little bit of grace <laughs> um, if I kind of trip over my words. I hope that I don't. I don't think that um, I'm going to say anything maybe tonight that is earth-shattering to you. Um, so if you've been a Christian for a long time, this might not sound like anything new and exciting. But I'm hoping that maybe it will just encourage you. If you have not heard, you know, or if you've heard these things tonight, it'll be fresh and it'll cause you to want to take action. If you are kind of a new Christian or you're not really sure why you're here, then I hope that you're hearing all of this for the first time and you're going to be really open to God's prompting. So we're talking about our Lamb, the Redeemer, and we're going to be talking about how to live a redeemed life and what that can look like. Our passage is 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For you know that it is not with perishable things, that, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty life, way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And Pastor Mike uh, spoke very eloquently on Sunday about the great sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for us, right? For our redemption and our salvation. But because Jesus sacrificed so extravagantly for us, I can absolutely guarantee that he didn't mean for it to just get us into heaven. Christ did not die on the cross for you and I, uh, to have redemption that leads to eternal life, to then have us continue to live in shackles while we're still here on earth. Have you ever thought about what that means to live a redeemed life? What does it look like every day? It's living in freedom, complete and utter freedom in Christ. Living without shackles and in freedom means first we have to look at what shackles us, right? We have to kind of be aware of what are the things that are holding us back from living that redeemed life. It can be as catastrophic as sexual abuse or addiction, or it can be anything day to day, like you're constantly worrying about money, you're carrying anger around with you, or you have poor self-worth and you just spend your whole day comparing yourself to others, right? And anger may not seem as big as addiction, but if it's keeping you from being fully healed and redeemed in Christ, then guess what? It's a big deal. So why don't we lay those things that God pricks our heart with down at his feet? Why don't we trust God with those things? I think sometimes if, we, if we've been living in those feelings for a really long time, it's kind of a source of comfort. We don't mean it to be, but it is. We kind of know that this is how I feel and it's somehow safe. And I know what to expect from my current situation, right? But if I give this to God, I'm not real sure what he's going to do with it. And that could be a little scary, huh? <laughs> but I feel like it's only scary if we don't know God well. When we know God well, it's not scary. But when we haven't done what we need to do to get to know God, yeah, he's a little bit scary. <laughs> and I read this quote from the book Holier Than Now by Jackie Hill Perry, and it is, Really staggering in its simplicity. If God cannot sin, then He cannot sin against you, and if He cannot sin against you, then He's the most trustworthy being in the universe. I don't know about you, but like I should know that, but it did not until I read that. Just like that, wow! I had to take a step back. (laughs) He's the only one with whom you can be wholly vulnerable with, and you will not be rejected ever. So maybe I need to start by asking what do I mean by being vulnerable with Christ, right? Does it mean to let yourself be vulnerable with him? It means we have to get real with him. We have to tell him out loud what's hurting us, what we're struggling with, what we fear about him, what we fear about our life. Only you know what you need to bring to Christ in order for him to set you free. And I'm going to tell you, it's not like he doesn't know, (laughs) right? But it's never for his benefit. When he asks us to do things, it's not for his benefit. It's for our benefit. God knows that if we aren't ready to tell him what's going on, then guess what? We're not ready to listen to him. We're not ready to hear what he has to say to us. So he also knows that when we give things to him, we get out of our own way And he can get to work healing and working out our redemption. And that goes like bone, soul deep. It's not on the surface. So we need to release our chokehold on things that are choking us. Right? Satan's chains are like sand to God. But boy, do they look like iron to us, don't they? Yeah. And I will say... My, my women in my Bible study get so tired of me telling, me, telling this, <laughs> but I tell them, every time you get vulnerable with God, he helps you break a temporary link in the chain of your bondage, and he creates a new one that's permanent, unbreakable, surrounded by him, and one that lashes us to his side. But vulnerability with God can be scary, so we also need to get intimate with God in order to be vulnerable we will never live a fully redeemed life without being intimate with Jesus so how do we get intimate with God I'm glad you asked (laughs) you need to be intentional intentional about setting time aside for that intimacy that give and take with God and it is a give and take if, we, if all we do is go through the motions of reading the Bible and praying and we don't ever share ourselves back with Christ, we are only takers and we never allow him and his word to transform our lives. It's just information that lays on the surface of our life. So how do we take steps to live that redeemed life? First, we need to listen and we act on what God pricks our mind and our heart about. So if you're sitting right here right now and God is pricking your heart, and a lot of times it may feel like it's a, whoo pit in your stomach. (laughs) And you're going, oh, that's him, (laughs) okay? That's him telling you, you need to pay attention to what you're thinking about because that's what I want you to give me. That's the first thing I want you to give me. If you don't feel that prick, then ask him to prick your mind. I am pretty sure everyone in here has something that they need to have redeemed in their life, right? I've been a Christian for a really long time, and I feel like I've only probably given him over about this much of my life. And I have a laundry list. Like, when I look at all the things that I need to work on, it's like one of those scrolls where you go like this, and it rolls. (laughs) And mine keeps rolling. (laughs) It just keeps rolling. But what I will say is that Wow, how God has allowed me to live in that redemption for just that small amount is unbelievably freeing. Each time I give something else over to Christ, I live more free and I live way more joyous. And it makes me want to keep doing it, right? So once you have that pricking of your mind and your heart, you're going to set aside times to be private with God and lay it all out to him, be very specific. Saying it out loud lessens its power over you, And it also lessens Satan's hold on you. And this one's kind of a biggie. But it is a non-negotiable in living a redeemed life. You need to get in God's word and you need to pray. And at first it may look like drudgery. I know that's very unspiritual to say, but it is true. (laughs) When I first uh, started out trying to do daily time with the Lord, I remember even, I think I was sitting at my, my table and I remember just being like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, and it's the only reason I'm here. (laughs) And I was just blatantly honest with him. But I also knew that I was going to trust that he would turn that into something other than drudgery, right? So I kept at it, kept going back, and in a really short time, I started having these aha moments that captured my heart and made me kind of all melty inside. Well, if you're a guy, that probably does not resonate with you at all, I I know. (laughs) So maybe it's, for you guys, maybe it's like uh, when you bag an 18, is it an (laughs) 18-point buck? I don't know. You get the point, right? (laughs) That's what it would be like. (laughs) If you're sporty, it would be like making a three-pointer. And since that is physically pretty much impossible for me to make, that would be really good. (laughs) But... Those aha moments were when it went from drudgery to I wanted to be there because I couldn't wait to see what he was going to show me that day. He always rewards obedience, and that reward is always a piece of him. And I will tell you, it is the sweetest thing you will ever taste. And it is so worth our sacrifice to make that happen. Satan will use all of these things: the shackles, hurts from your past, anything to keep us from time with God, because he knows how powerful a life lived lived in freedom is when it showed to the world. So whatever time you set aside to maybe binge-watch your favorite series, and I am guilty <laughs> be that intentional about finding time to spend with God. You cannot live out redemption without intentionality. It's impossible. And some of us are in seasons where, like for me right now, my kids are grown pretty much. and So so I can spend a half hour to an hour in the morning before work in time and getting intimate with, with God. And others of us are in seasons where we're just completely exhausted, right? But time with God doesn't have to look the same for everybody, and it shouldn't. And it also doesn't have to look the same every day, okay? Have devotionals laying around your house, all right? Listen to the Bible on an app. Meditate on one of the verses that you have for the day. Just make that your whole day. Or maybe your day looks like I'm just going to be praying all day long. I'm in constant communion with Christ. It's all intimacy. But figure out ways to abide and tuck God into your day as many ways as you can. So get vulnerable with God. Find time and ways to be intimate with God every day and start living redeemed. You will never, ever be disappointed by that. I can promise you that. So um, as we go into small groups, I have a few things for you to potentially discuss if you want, you don't have to. I'm not real fussy about that. Um, If you are somebody who has lived a redeemed life, like you're living it right now, first of all, amen. (laughs) And if you feel led, tell your group about it. Because living redeemed isn't just about us. It's so others can know that it's actually possible, okay? Discuss why you think it's that people might not be willing to be vulnerable or intimate and intentional with God. What would it take for you to be vulnerable and intimate and intentional with God? There are some verses on your table at each of your seats, or maybe in the middle. I'm not sure how they laid them out. But those are for you to meditate on as you leave tonight. Because I'm going to tell you, sometimes living the redeemed life is not easy. It's really tough. So those verses are there so that when you have a tough day, you'll be able to pull those out and you can look over them and you can meditate on those. And kind of the cool thing is that you will actually get to memorize a verse from Lamentations, and how often can you say that? I mean, really. Um, But this one's the most important one. If you've never given your life to Christ and you're feeling the Holy Spirit prick your heart to want freedom in Christ, you want that redemption, don't ignore that. The first step to total healing and living redeemed is to sacrifice your life to Christ. And we do have some people that can pray with you, and I would certainly be honored to pray with you after the service. So let's go ahead and head into small groups.